Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the only thing that made Mondays great again. Welcome. Welcome back, burnt-out kiddos who are looking for a fun, light-hearted way to procrastinate and ended up getting hooked on our often dark and chaotic podcast. Wow, that was, that was specific. It was very yeah, specific. I was going to say. Also very accurate, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's a good thing it's not one of my episodes. That mm-hmm. wouldn't have been fun and lighthearted. True, true. Would have this been episode, an old timey crimey. This episode actually is pretty fun and lighthearted. So if that's what you were looking for. Um, hmm. You know, it's gonna be good. Seems off brand for us. Does does a little bit. <laughs> Man, oh, no. Well, how are we doing, Rachel? We're doing. We're doing. We're doing. Um, have you guys recovered yet? Uh, you'll have to let us know if you've recovered yet from last what? week's episode. My episode was wonderful. Yes, but also, have you recovered yet? Did you sleep well? Um. Just curious, if you had to skip the last episode because it was too dark, you will probably not need to skip this one. Although the fact that I think this is so funny is a little bit dark, but it's great. Oh, um, <laughs> oh. oh, okay. No, it, no, it's hmm. good. Um, first, I wanted to give some apologies for um, Rachel's last episode. Unnecessary. Um, first, I wanted to say it was apologize for the fact that it was so dark and so disturbing. We've done a lot of dark and disturbing topics yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, and those are always our best episodes, and, our best performing. Um, this one might take the cake. That one might take the cake. I also wanted to apologize for her implying that people should actually enjoy hearing about the most prolific female serial killer and the fact that she said that she enjoyed it. Um, in general, just the high levels of death and destruction here. Um, honestly, I actually had to write on this one on a very serious note. I was actually very impressed by that episode. She did a lot of Thank you. deep digging on that one. Thank and you. I thought it was very, very well put together. So, of course, I have to apologize for the dark content. But on a serious note, I was very impressed by that episode. If you haven't heard it, you should actually go listen to it. Just don't listen to it in the dark or before, right before you go to sleep. So I think we're done here. 
we are done um, here. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all we need to say, that my episode was wonderful. That's, that is exactly that's what I'm saying. That's it. I'm apologizing for the trigger warnings, not for the content. We'll, we'll see you next week. Hey. That, that was that was perfect. That was a wonderful episode you just I, gave me. I actually have a story that I want to tell oh. you, Rachel. I think I think that this one's going to be entertaining. You think? I I found this very entertaining. Um, I keep telling people about it because I find it very funny. So Why are you telling people about it when you can tell them to listen to our podcast i've told like two people about it okay yeah um, i'll allow it but you're on thin ice oh okay so 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 today's story hmm. is about architecture in london today we're talking about the walkie talkie tower oh in london it's in central london on 20th Fench- Ven- wow good on 20 fenchurch street um, it's a 37-story skyscraper okay soon after its 2011 construction People started complaining of the, quote, death ray, quote, walkie scorchy. Uh, what? And, quote, fry scraper. Wait. Because it was setting pavements. Well, Wa- wait, wait. Walkie scorchy? Because it was the walkie talkie tower. So people were calling it the walkie scorchy tower. I'm I'm really confused. I assume you're getting there. Yeah, I'm getting okay. there. Um, so people were calling this because the building was setting things on fire. Oh. Yes. Death ray. So... This is not, um... It's Doofens... Doofen... Doofen... <laughs> wow. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. It took me a long time to say that. I love that show. Um, I was a little too old for it. Mm. I missed it by, like, a year and a half. I watched it all at 17, and I loved it. Oh. So, uh, you should reconsider. Maybe you just hit, like, a bad window for it. <laughs> um, for this building, because of the way it was built... It was built at such an angle. I will show you a picture. Um, you can refer to our Instagram. The images will be uploaded there. It was shaped like this. So did you ever, when you were a little kid, take a magnifying glass and try to filter the sun through it Mm -hmm. and set things on fire? What do you think? I think you definitely did. That's essentially what this building did. Nice. So the light would hit the building and it would be reflected off. And then there was a space on the pavement that was very, very hot. Wait, what's that thing it's hitting? Is it a house? No, it's hitting, like, the pavement, but it's, like, an area oh, that it's it hitting. Like, okay, it looks like it's hitting a house. It's in a crowded street in London. Got it. So. I have a question already. Yes, go ahead. What was the building supposed to be? The building is a skyscraper. That was an accident because the whole side like of it a, was glass. Like a residential, like, offices? I, I don't remember. I don't know exactly. Okay. Um, it's a skyscraper in London. Okay. I don't know what they put in it. But um, it was designed by Raphael Vignoli. Um and look what you've done, Raphael. And it was made to just be beautiful and have glass on the side. And then it ended up becoming a bit of a tourist attraction overnight. Nice. Um, so Maybe it was a publicity stunt all along. It, <laughs> so there's a gl- – we'll get there. We should talk okay, about that. Okay. Um, there's a glare off the front of the glass. Um, and the light is so strong that it functions like a magnifying glass, like we were saying. And it creates a really intense heat. Um, in the light that it reflects. So it's about a 30-yard stretch of pavement at East Jeep. Like 30 yards It's like a diameter? Um, probably. Okay. Because <laughs> that's different than like a one-foot-long, yeah, one-foot-wide, 30 yards long. No, it's long. a space, and that changes some, and we'll talk about that in a second. So the hotspot would last about two hours per day at 110 degrees Celsius, which is Ooh. 230 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was present for two to three weeks in the fall, so it would only be present for two or three weeks out of the year, and that was because of where the sun was in the sky. Uh. So this wasn't something that was always a problem, 
but for two or three weeks. That's something that was a problem. It was a problem. It yes. comes get you when you least expect it. Yes. So it's most commonly called the Death Ray Skyscraper. Nice. Um, <laughs> I loved all of the nicknames for it. Death Ray, Walkie Scorchy, Fry Scraper. Fry Scraper is my favorite personally. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, but Death Ray is the most common one I've seen. The hash slinging slasher. Yeah. <laughs> so there was an author for the National Post who went to go see if he could fry an egg in the heat. Of course you can. Um, so You it, can do that in like Arizona in July. But this was an overcast day in September. Uh. And he said, quote, not only was it possible... I had to run out of the death ray that was slowly cooking my egg because the thinning hairs on my head started to catch fire. <laughs> yes, hair is quite flammable. So, then he says, continues, the distinctive smell of burning follicles yeah. combined with the sensation of a magnifying glass being shown on my pate forced me to take cover along the road. My pate? Yes, I looked that up. That's a British term for the top of your head. Okay. Yeah. I kind of assumed that, but I wasn't sure if I was just missing something. No, that's, that's so, what I meant. I have another question yes. that you might also be getting okay. to, but I'm impatient. Please ask. Why is it called the walkie-talkie building? I don't remember. That was something with who, the people who... I saw it this and it wasn't the, interesting like, enough to know. the title of your episode. <laughs> Let me Google it real quick. It was, it was like the people that built it or something. The walkie-talkie people? Yeah. Oh, it's been nicknamed the walkie-talkie because of its distinctive shape. Ah, okay. Yes, yes. yes. See? Look, look, look. It's like a walkie-talkie. I mean, kind of. You know, I don't know what to tell you. It kind of looks like an old Nokia phone from the front. I didn't name it. I didn't name it. Did you happen to see in your Google search what the building actually was? I want to know if there were evil goings-on in this building. Let's see. Uh, one of In 2007, one of the upper floors was used in the drama series Party Animals. So that's good. That means absolutely nothing to me. I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> okay. Okay, so with this one author who went to go cook his egg, yeah. another As person do. yes, another person actually went out and ended up overcooking their egg. Oh in no, the heat. yeah, not overcooking their. I egg. know, but they did prove their point, which is that <laughs> yes, this was ridiculous. <laughs> um, so Dr. Simon Foster, who is a solar physicist, accidentally left his measuring equipment outside in a black bag. Um, oh. Good in choice. this space on the pavement for 10 minutes and his thermometer read 92.6 degrees celsius which is 198 degrees fahrenheit imagine the tan you could get in that thing well it's a, it's a burn if you laid down on the like pavement five minutes five seconds yeah flipped over for five seconds then ran out of the ray are you kidding me well the uh, fastest tan ever and then you take a break for like an hour we're and not recommending just, this we're not recommending. I'm not recommending this. <laughs> I am, but keep in mind that anytime you take my recommendations, you are entering a verbal contract. Yes. To not hold hyperfocus responsible for anything you do. <laughs> anything ever. That always applies. No, we're not responsible for anything. No, we're anything. not. Anything. Mm -mm. No, we just sit here and talk mm -hmm. and you choose to listen. You listen to us. You use the information as you will. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's not on me yeah nothing's ever my fault <laughs> nothing okay. never has been never will be we can move on from that <laughs> um so there was a barber cross or well there was a barber shop on that street and the glare caught the window and some of the plastic bottles of shampoo and hair gel in the window started to melt nice um there was a nearby cafe 
that started to smell and stuff because the light was coming through and burning the chairs. Nice. Um, the carpet was smoking and the slate tile on the outside of the cafe started to pop off. So this was a very serious problem for business owners on the street. You know, Rachel, huh. um, I think there was somebody else who had a shop nearby who had a very similar thought to you. Really? Yes. He said, quote, it's nice to have some sun for a change. It's brought <laughs> loads of sexy girls to, out to sunbathe in front of the shop. <laughs> when you said it's nice to have some sun for a change, I was like, yeah, that is how I would apply to 192 degree heat. I'd be like, finally, for the first time in my life, I'm not cold. Oh my gosh. And then, oh man, that's so good. That's so funny. <laughs> for girls out to sunbathe. Um, so Martin Lindsay was a car owner who returned to his car, which was left parked oh my opposite the 37-story skyscraper. Um, it's gotta be like 400 degrees in there. Yeah. Um, and he came back to find its wing mirror panels and Jaguar badge had melted. Oh, he had a Jag? Yeah. <laughs> it melted his Jag. Oh, no. That's a, that's a bad day. Um, so this is not the first time this has happened. This is not the first time it's happened to Raphael Vignoli and his oh. architecture. So, Sir, might I suggest a change of career? He's still working. He's still an architect. An architect. Arch He's an architector. <laughs> He's still an architect. Um, but three years before, the residence at Vidara Hotel in Las Vegas, which was also designed by Raphael Vignoli, started complaining of very similar issues there. Um, the first complaint came from Chicago attorney Bill Pintus, who sustained burns on his head in 2017. Um, okay. The building's rays also melted a plastic bag next to him, as he told the Daily Mail. And the problem with this was that the light from this reflected right on the area by the hotel's pool. Mm -hmm. So lots of people were affected. So, and after the hotel opened in 2009, guests complained of a 15 square mile area, no, 15 square meter area of the pool deck, which was hot enough to singe their hair and melt plastic. Um, you know, he's either really bad at his job or really, really good, good at, at his, his job. job. I'm starting to wonder if this mm -hmm. is all on purpose. We need to have this conversation at yeah. the end, for sure. Um, as the day passed, the hotspot would move across the pool area, increasing temperatures by around 20 degrees. In early June 2016, a guest claimed on Instagram, on Instagram, that the pool area was 107.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Granted, somebody may have been exaggerating. What was the air temp that day? I don't know. They Vegas didn't say that. Hot. They didn't say that Vegas on Instagram. Hot. Oh, was it yeah. already 104 oh, yeah. or was it like an 80 degree day? I really don't know. But it was it a significant problem. Hey, so, person on Instagram. Um, Come on. The staff decided the that they could solve this problem. Um. So okay. <laughs> they installed giant blue umbrellas over the pool deck yeah. in order to prevent the protect they, the bathers. Did they melt? No, that actually oh. helped with the problem. They got some of those heat-resistant bo so bad boys. So it still would be, you know, hotter than normal because mm -hmm. they didn't stop the heat entirely. So Just in August of 2013, a Yelp user wrote that the pool sidewalk was extremely hot, which could be true at any point. But oh my gosh, I used to work at an amusement park uh -huh. that had this, uh, like, fake boardwalk. I was gonna say flooring, but it's outdoor, so I don't know. Um, it's like like deck flooring, kind yeah. of. It looked like a boardwalk. Oh, it would be like eighty degrees outside, and that thing would probably get to like one twenty, mm. and it would it would feel like you 
were getting splinters yeah. in your feet. Because sometimes I would work in the water park and, and be yeah. barefoot. It Oh, it burned so badly. That's so I bad. I got sunburn on the bottom of my feet just from walking on it for like five minutes. Man. So it's like that, but a magnifying glass applied to the pool deck. Yeah. It's not fun. And that was just because the yeah. the flooring was yeah. holding the heat, not the actual air itself yeah. either. Mm-hmm. So, man. Yeah. I'm still angry about that, but... <laughs> So in that same review, the Yelp user said, quote, though we didn't experience this Vidara death ray phenomenon, it was dang hot and windy. It was <laughs> dang hot and windy. <laughs> um, Love it. I thought that was a great review. Um, so in May 2016, another guest wrote on TripAdvisor that it's a, quote, nice hotel, but the death ray rumors are true. He also posted... <laughs> Out of context... <laughs> That's really good. It is. He also posted two photos of burns on his thighs. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like you can get bad sunburns yeah. in the sun at any pool. But, yeah. you know, death rate definitely is not helping with this. Mm. So this also is not the first time in history that this has happened. As legend has it, um, a similar thing happened to the ancient Greek inventor Archimedes. Is that so, how you say it? I don't know. I don't think it is. <laughs> How do you say it? <laughs> Archimedes? Really? I don't know. <laughs> look it up. I don't know. No, look it up. Okay. I've always said Archimedes. I was homeschooled, so. <laughs> I feel like you should know it better. Archimedes. What? <laughs> it's Archimedes, according to Google. Aww. It's the first time I've been wrong on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Um, it's my legacy. <laughs> so... The ancient Greek inventor Archimedes, so during the Roman siege of Syracuse, the great mathematician and physicist um, supposedly advised the town's defenders, and they polished their shields, and they stood together, and they aimed a collective death ray at the enemy ships. <laughs> this is a direct quote, but... Um, and this helpfully burst the ships into flames. Did it work? That's the legend. That's the legend, that it did burst right. the ship into flames. Um, of course, we don't know exactly what happened because it's a legend but this was replicated um by students at the massachusetts institute massachusetts the massachusetts institute of technology in 2005 and they were able to replicate it so it's definitely possible that it happened it's a good thing our windows don't open yeah so (laughs) gloss over that back to our because i'd be oh man trying it that would not be good i mean i'd try it on like grass of people we don't want to set grass on fire either just have someone stand down there with a fire extinguisher oh man you'd have me down there wouldn't you yeah maybe we'd send jonathan i could see us sending jonathan (laughs) he'd do it he would do it (laughs) he'd be happy about it he would okay (laughs) so let's get back to our beloved fry scraper this was a 300 million dollar structure which is 200 million pounds because it's in london or approximately in 2014, it was fitted with the sunshade, um, oh. which they spent millions of pounds on, and it actually did really help the problem. So it was put up for several. It's put up for several weeks out of the year to save the buildings below. Because remember, this death ray only occurs for two to three weeks out of the year, so they're able to uh, manage that. So like, like they just put it on a like how big like the sunshade for a skyscraper. I don't know exactly. How, I will put an work? image of it 
on our Instagram. They just got to like, check that out. They called a 1-800 number and got a sunset or retractable <laughs> awning. I mean, they spent a couple million pounds on it, so I hope not. <laughs> they just got like 3,000 sunset or retractable awnings from a... <laughs> infomercial no so it just is it just like a screen that goes down yeah it just looks like a screen that covers the building here there will be an image of it oh on our instagram gosh. and showing rachel it's an image massive it is massive it's a 37 story building so it has that, to be at that point you're just burning money literally burning literally money. burning money that's not the end of the story good after the fire came the wind <laughs> it's just it sounds like a we talk about like avatar here <laughs> so if you think about it, you have a solid structure of a building. Mm-hmm. Gusts of wind hit the building. It has to go somewhere. So aerodynamics. Yes. Yes. So pyrodynamics. Hey. Are we getting into- no, that's as oh. deep as I'm going with that. So this creates- as deep as you're going with it is wind goes around a building. Yes, that's it. That's all they need to know. That's all they need to know. Okay. But this created a downdraught effect. So the wind would hit the building because of the shape of the building. It would all get pushed down. So a down what effect? It would get down draught effect. So basically, the wind would hit the building, and it would down draft. It says down draught. So the wind would hit the tall building and be pushed up and down into the sides, and the air would be pushed yeah. down and create a very strong wind tunnel. Ooh, ooh! Do you have a fire vortex? No, oh. no. But there was a nearby sales assistant who said, "Quote: I almost got blown over the other day." walking up past the building, and when I got around the corner, it was fine. I was scared to go back, unquote. But, but hypothetically, mm-hmm. if this building started a fire, yeah. and it was also very windy that yes. day, could the fire just go, like, how fast with this wind moving? Uh, fast. I, I mean, fast. it depends on the day. But strong enough to, like, nearly knock a man yes. over? Yes, yes. So could we have fire wind going, like, 60 miles an hour? <laughs> In theory, we probably could. <laughs> just stand there, like, make it look like you're throwing fire at people. Yeah. So this is a problem that's recently been researched as being a problem with having a lot of skyscrapers in buildings, interestingly, can cause issues with the wind. And that's definitely been an issue with the skyscraper. Yeah. So. Such a good name. It's such a good name. Such so, a good name. Even though the, like, sun problem was somewhat fixed, um, the building is not, has not lost all of its dangers. Um so, in a 2013 interview with The Guardian, uh, Vignoli said he anticipated the death rays from both buildings. He said, quote, yeah. I knew this was going to happen, but there was a lack of tools or software that could be used to analyze the problem accurately. When it was spotted on a second design iteration, we judged the temperature was going to be about 36 degrees Celsius, but it turned out to be more like 72 degrees. They're calling it the death ray because if you go there, you might die. It's phenomenal, this thing. Unquote. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's better or worse that he would know it beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might be better because it's like, oh, he's actually good at his job. He knew what he was doing. But it also might yeah. be worse because he still did it. That's the thing. That's the thing. And if you read it, I was reading it. I was like, that sounds like an excuse. And you get to the end and you're like, it's it's not an excuse. He's taking credit. He's, he's in, yes. He's taking credit. Exactly. He's into it. So what but do we he think? Still, he still calculated it incorrectly. He did. He, did. he was off by 100%. Mm-hmm. Right? He said 36, so, it was 72? Yep. So 100% error. here's the thing. Yeah. Do we think this is actually no, we something don't think. that he built? I don't and ever was like, think anything. The building's going to be beautiful. People on the street don't matter. Okay. Or do we think he was paid off by those shops to bring the tourist attraction to them? Oh, definitely the first one. 
That was a joke. I don't actually think it's the second one. If I, if I had said it was the second one, you would have not brushed it off so quickly. You would have told me True. I was wrong, but you, would have brushed it, you wouldn't have brushed but it off But no, so quickly. if you think about it, they did get more business because people were coming, especially the cafe, because people were coming mm-hmm. to see the death ray. You know, no, they were actually. It's too much of a gamble they for were, small businesses. They were super upset. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they were not pleased about it. Or, hear me out. Mm-hmm. They paid him off and then they turned on him. Oh. So that no one could ever find them out. Maybe. No. It's a joke. Um, <laughs> this definitely was not their fault. However, it's interesting to think However. about. <laughs> I wonder if it helped them at all, business-wise. Because uh, they were upset about things burning, but maybe more people came in. Who knows? Well, I mean, if you have to get your – if you're monitoring your carpet 24-7 yeah. for like two or three weeks out of the year to make sure it doesn't – It's not fun. Well, they don't anymore because there's a sunshade, so that's good. They have the sunset or retractable awning. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so, okay. There was an Imperial College Fire expert, Guillermo Rain. What? Imperial College Fire expert? Yes. I don't quite know what that means, but I have a new dream job. Yeah, yeah. He ran computer simulations to see how dangerous the reflected sunlight actually was to people on the street. Yeah. Um, and he published it in the Journal of Building Performance Simulation, and he actually determined that the ray could have killed someone. The light actually was bright enough to have killed someone, but there was cloud coverage on those days, which protected the pedestrians and prevented actual fires from being started. Have we considered the possibility that Raphael is just a serial killer and that murderers are just getting creative? Could be. Could be. Could be like, what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? Am I going to start a defamation lawsuit? Nah. (laughs) Don't sue us. (laughs) Don't sue us. Uh, we're just speculating. We have no evidence. And, you know. I have all the evidence. What are you talking about? This is the objective truth. Um, if we're if our theory is right, you're a fantastic architect. <laughs> if our theory is <laughs> a murderer is right, are you trying to suck up to a murderer right now? <laughs> but anyways, so that's the information I have. It's a shorter episode today. But basically, if you're ever in London... Go see the walkie-talkie skyscraper. Death rays are real. Death rays are real. Now, how do we make them compact Mm. so that we can have them for commercial use? Well, I think Archimedes (laughs) had the right idea about that. Just get some polished... Polished shields. Shields, thank Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) Just get some polished shields. Honestly, we just make a really big magnifying glass. Yep. I feel like maybe, maybe... Just maybe I shouldn't be giving out my ideas for how to make death rays. Um, Hyperfocus is not liable for any death rays that are made <laughs> or any um, <laughs> any accusations to Rafael Vignoli. You think we he, accuse everyone you think of Elon everything. Elon Musk will ever make a death ray. Ooh, maybe. If anyone would, it would be him. Yo, Elon. <laughs> Hit us up. Get, send us a <laughs> shout out if you hear this episode and get an idea. <laughs> Name it after us. <laughs> no. <laughs> Name it after Rachel. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So like we said, these images will be on our social media platforms if you want to see. I can't redeem myself from what I've just said. You cannot. No. If you want to see what this skyscraper looked like and follow along with our other content, you can visit us on our social media. Rachel, where can they find us? We're everywhere in spirit. We're We're everywhere. 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 We are right here with you right now. Yes. Those of you who are listening alone at night, we're here. 
this is a much better one to listen to before you go to sleep than the last one, I will say. Except for the part where we get to the end and we whisper into people's ears and tell them that we are with them like when they are Good alone night. at night in the dark. Uh, try not to die from a death ray. Yeah, please while, don't. Like, while um, you're sleeping. Or... But again, we're not liable. Uh, no, Raphael is liable. Raphael is liable. Although it doesn't really sound like he is. Uh, somehow he's not been sued for this. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. It is interesting. Which makes me think. I wonder if, hmm. because he did account for it in the beginning, I wonder if it was like built into something that he wasn't. He got for 36 yeah. degrees. But then it wasn't 36 degrees. Well, How yeah, is this man not got, in jail or like has some licenses revoked or something? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. That's sus. Maybe he just does super good work so people ignore the death race. Who knows? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I don't know what to do with that I don't other know than to, to tell you either. to go to our Instagram, which is hyperfocuspod. Yes. Where else can they find us, Rachel? They can also find us on Twitter, hyperfocus underscore pod. Yes, they can. You can also find us on Facebook, hyperfocus colon, a podcast for chaotic minds. Like our page, join our group. Yes. And don't forget, perhaps the most important one is our TikTok. That's yes, it is. also hyperfocus pod. Yes. And finally... Send us an email. Send us an email. Congratulate Lauren on this being her last episode that she hosted. This is her last topic. Your last topic was death rays. Yeah, that sounds about right. Lauren has been hit by a death ray, Mm -hmm. so she will no longer be with us. I mean, actually, I'm on my honeymoon as this is coming out, but okay. (laughs) Marriage is the death ray. (laughs) On that note... (laughs) We love ya. Did we tell them our email already? Yeah. Okay. Wait, no, we didn't. No. You can also send us an email. Hyperfocuscast at gmail.com. Send in your applications. You could replace me. Yes. Oh, I really hope people send me their resumes. Do it. Just do it for fun. We love ya. Stay chaotic, babes. You know, this feels like this feels like an explanation for spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> feels like it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.